0: Here we go with another dose news and entertainment. I believe, Andrew, if, if uh, gosh, I meant to write it down, but I think we call it what? We call it news-tainment. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you know what? Who does it best? No one does anything better than really taking care of that tain is um, Sherry Elliker. John Philly, Sherry, sure <laughs> Ellinger, show up. Oh, whoa. Oh. Hey, oh, oh, oh. little girl. Wow. Stop. Something something double doors today. Some yeah. To to she came through the Dutch door, the top part of the door, the bottom part of the door. Hey, girl.
1: Hey. I can't oh, see you. Hold, hold on.
0: Music. Time to get ready, ready for love.
1: There I am, Tommy. There you are. <laughs> I, I get nervous when I can't see your death chart. Yeah, all there it all is.
2: The <laughs> oh, that's all, it's on the wall now,
0: huh? Yeah, yeah. We talked about yesterday. Sherry had our time kind of getting the whole premise of it. <clears throat> I'll put something up on the John and Sherry Instagram page. Wow, that's the how
1: Okay, that's one for the hour.
0: Um... <laughs> Do me a favor, Angie. You put a little little, little break win wind thing at the end of her uh, tease thing just to kind of keep her in place.
1: Yeah, sure, and I can do that. Yeah, it
0: meant it, it, it could. All right. Uh, yeah, we, we'll talk about the death chart later on. But uh, other news to get to, because there is other news about other than me passing away. Um, speaking of that, Toby Keith died. And my friend Kay Lloyd went down to Vegas with her wonderful husband, Bob, uh, for her birthday. And they attended the last concert i thought oh it's a surprise i'm gonna buy tickets fly down there and surprise her well the surprise is on me because you wanted to buy tickets to toby keith's last concert in las vegas the secondary market was like five thousand dollars it's like "Ah." she'll report back to me exactly what it was like so we'll find out Uh, she was there she said not a dry eye in the house the guy Gave an incredible concert, knowing it was his last concert ever. He sang some of those songs sitting down. He seemed tired, but you know, determined to get through the entire thing. So she said it was really an amazing thing. If you're a fan of Toby Keith and the long list of all of his hits, um, find out what it was like for his last concert coming up at 4 30. In the meantime, Seattle taxpayers, I love how it says Seattle to foot the bill. Seattle's not foot the bill. You are. You, the taxpayers, are gonna be footing the bill. The um fact that um the a bunch of folks from Venezuela have poured into the country, and they've come into the United States, and now they are demanding um, shelter and food and a whole bunch of other things as well. They went into a city council meeting in Seattle; it was it last week or something like mm-hmm. that, and stood there and said, "You know, you owe us this and this and this. Get us all these things." They came out of Kent um, because they were in a hotel there. That I, I guess either they ran out of money or they weren't paying the bills. So. They came to Seattle and Bruce Harold says, Yeah yeah, we'll we'll take care of that for you. We'll um we will uh pay and have you here in Seattle. Here's uh, Como News with Mayor Bruce
3: Harrell tells us the King County Executive and Governor agree Washington State is not equipped to handle the influx of refugees because of a lack of federal funding. Well, today we spoke with a group of women refugees who made a long trek to the United States to provide a better life for their children, but their journey to find stable housing continues. They tell us Seattle's Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs has offered to fund three more weeks of a hotel stay for dozens of refugees once they check out of the Quality Inn in Kent. Seattle first covered that bill for a week after Latin American families marched to City Hall. These families have said they are desperate for funding for housing as they wait to get work permits. They also don't want to return to what they're calling an overcrowded, cold, and dirty church encampment in Tequila.
2: Our goal is to have a dignified and stable home where our kids can study, where they can grow, where they can form themselves um, into professionals that can contribute to society, and that's what we really want for all of the families that are here.
3: Now, because the inflow of migrants is so steady, the pastor at Riverton Park United Methodist Church says they cannot take people back once they leave to a hotel. She adds the encampment is full right now, but they are still working to help find safe housing for all those being displaced. Now, we are working to find out specifics from the city of Seattle. They have yet to confirm this extended stay, the cost, and also any updates on efforts to get additional resources. For these refugee families. Of course, we'll keep you updated as we work to learn more. For now, live in Kent. Jackie Kent, come on, news.
0: hmm.
1: Do you want to hear yep. what the mayor had to say? Sure. So it's to address this immediate humanitarian need. The city of Seattle will pay for a temporary stay of three additional weeks at a hotel in response to the homeless migrants that requested assistance in Seattle. We expect to fund this through dollars allocated in this year's budget for migrant issues. We are closely following the Washington State legislative session where Governor Inslee has proposed spending $8 million toward this issue. Aha.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, the city is broke or will be. It's going to have to do a hiring freeze. Uh, it also, well, it's going to raise taxes. They, they had two choices, right? You always have two levers. You can do the tax lever or you can do the cut lever. They don't cut. They, they will increase taxes. They put a hiring freeze in place because they looked at the budget. They're uh, going to be in a world of hurt uh, next year. So I think they said they had $200,000 or something like to spend. That's not going to be enough. Uh, and now they're hoping the governor can step in. He says he's what, how much money is it, $8 million or something like that?
1: That's right. That's what they want.
0: I want to see how other cities deal with this. So Denver, similar city to us, similar size anyway to Seattle. So Denver alone spent $4.3 million in the city funds to send migrants to other U.S. cities, freeing up shelter beds for new arrivals added to the numbers. So they shipped them out. Nearly 27,000 migrants who arrived in Denver since November 2022 have chosen a bus, a plane ticket to other cities in the United States uh, going elsewhere um, because the cost to Denver was so high. They said, we can't continue to uh, take care of you. So how about this? How about we give you a ticket to leave Denver? It's much colder in Denver and go somewhere else. So it looks like uh, Pretty good chunk of uh, those folks that came to the United States illegally, by the way, um, said, "Well, we'll go somewhere else." Here's what happened, real quick on Venezuela. Most of these uh, migrants are from Venezuela. So Trump, right before he left, (coughs) he cracked down on the sanctions in Venezuela. Said, "Listen, Maduro, we don't like you. We're going to really rock your world when it comes to oil. We're not going to let you to convert any of your money into U.S. bonds and stuff. Really put a cramp on him and." was trying to put pressure on Maduro, but actually on the people of Venezuela, to get Maduro out of there. They wanted a free and fair election. Biden steps in, and of course he reverses all of it, and he releases the sanctions, lifts them, and says, in exchange, Maduro, you dictator, you, um, you promise to have a fair election, and then we won't have the sanctions in place. And then, you know, things will be better because then maybe the people will vote for uh, Maria Machado. I think I'm pronouncing her last name incorrectly Uh, because the people like her. Well, she runs in the primary, and what do you know? Maduro goes, oh, no, 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 you've violated this and this and this and this. We're not going to let you run. She's going to run probably anyway, and we'll get votes. Maduro will probably try to stop her. But the good news is maybe people of Venezuela rise up to Maduro, throw that guy out of there. Well, once they release the sanctions, the oil sanctions, Maduro then didn't feel the pressure anymore to live up to his end And 300 and some thousand, 302,000 migrants from Venezuela came across the border in December. If you, and they also set up this thing, Biden did in October, that you fill out a bunch of forms, you Tell us that you're A-OK. We're going to ask for you a few things. Show us that you've got somebody that would take p- care of you in the United States. And we will fly you from Venezuela into the United States once you fill out all these forms. Establish this thing to try to control it a little better. Well, of course, people don't do that. They come through a very, very dangerous journey, cross the border illegally, and come into the United States. And then stand there and for the city council and demand a bunch of stuff. And the the mayor of Seattle goes, yeah, we got money for you. What about money for everybody else? What about everybody else? And if you know, it's the weirdest thing, Sherry. If you go to ride a ferry in Seattle, and somebody, especially over near Edmonds, it's a little confusing. Some people try to jump the line because the lines are very long. They've got one lane that it's on the right hand side. They'll take you down there to the ferry. A lot of people don't realize that they drive down past the line and then they try to cut in like oh my gosh either it is accidentally or intentionally they try to cut the line you try to cut a ferry line i mean people will get out of their car and come up and bang on your window and scream at you how dare you cut the line i've been waiting for two hours to get on this ferry because if that car gets in front of you and you don't get on that you got to wait another couple hours if the ferries show up at all the fact that somebody jumps the line. There are lots of people that fill out the forms, waiting one year to three years, depending on who you are and where your status is and what you, because there's five levels of immigrants that will allow in the country, highly qualified, stuff like that. In this case, you have a bunch of people jumping the line and then standing up and demanding a whole bunch of things from the taxpayers. This woman said, you know, this is, uh, it's worse here than, I, than, I, than it was in Venezuela. She didn't mention Venezuela. It's worse than where I came from used to be a time people in Venezuela would stop before they got to the United States and would wait there in Mexico. Uh, They are not doing that anymore, just coming into the United States and asking for you, the taxpayers of Seattle, to pay for them. Everybody wants a better life. There's a system in place. If you filled out the forms, if you did the stuff you're supposed to do and not jump the line, If I were an immigrant and I waited three years or two years and I filled out the forms and I did all the stuff I was supposed to do and I came into the United States and you find the people jumping the line, you talk to most people that have legally immigrated to the United States, they hate this, hate it. One, it really hurts them when it comes to everybody else in their community. Like, are you here legally or illegally? Did you do the? And they said, I did all the stuff I was supposed to do properly. I followed through the forms. I've done everything. I respect this country has laws. And then other people, no respect, and here they come. So how the mayor, when they run out of money, and it'll be fast because once word gets out that Seattle will give you housing and food and a bunch of other things, other people will come from Venezuela to Seattle, and then we'll see how well the sanctuary city holds up.
1: Do you think most of this is the bill of goods that's being sold to them by the cartels and the people that help them come over here? I mean, if you're being put on a bus from Denver taking you to another place, what assurances do you have, probably none, that it's going to be better in another place? I mean, someone has to be feeding this uh, this false narrative that the United States is is open and it's unlimited what you can you can uh, get here free. I mean, the woman in the in the piece said all we want is housing, uh, dignified, you know, schools or something like that. Well, that's what everybody wants here. We all want that. But right. it's impossible to provide it for everyone. And the citizens, the the people of you know, the citizens of this country have to come first.
0: Yeah. Right. Because without borders, you don't have a country. So of the 12 million people that have come through the country illegally, the average cost of each illegal immigrant in the United States, is about $68,000. Yes. Well, they pay taxes. I get that. But when you look at the number of services that they require as well, it's much higher, especially the majority of those that are coming. Almost 80% of them have some high school um, or high school equivalent, but are not graduating from high school. The United States is about 30 some percent that are uh, just high school graduates. We have a basically um, almost an illiterate uh, population from other countries pouring into the United States looking for a better life. I get that, but there's laws and there's rules and follow them, and you can come into the country legally. But the invasion into the United States, which it is an invasion from another country, and the damage that it's doing to us, not all of them are criminals, a small percentage of them are there is an interesting story, I think it was in Sweden or Switzerland, because it was a little town. There were four people that were in a car that were killed in a head-on crash. All four of them died. And the crime rate in that town dropped almost down to like, I don't know, 70% drop in the, in the crime rate because just those four people that were in that car were responsible for most of the crime that was occurring in that area. There is a very small percentage of people that want to come to the United States to commit crimes and and live here in the U.S. and do what they were doing in Venezuela. But it's hard to steal stuff from Venezuela when people don't even have toilet paper. You want to steal, you steal from rich people. There's a great cut. I sent it to Joe. It was during some debate. I don't know if you saw it or not, Joe. Yeah, it's in there. Yeah.
2: Uh, CNN?
3: Is
0: well, yeah, the CNN? Yeah. CNN this on migrants.
3: There. There's a short version, too, on the bottom.
0: <laughs> classic, classic. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. I'll, I'll, play the, uh, I'll play the shorter version. Here we go. Uh,
1: this particular crew operated on mopeds and scooters. They were...
0: These are guys in New York City. New York City, going around robbing people, right? Small group of people. And also, we saw the legal immigrants that came in and beat up the police and then walked mm-hmm. out, no bail, and they're giving everybody the finger. Okay, let's. Doing
1: organized retail theft. They were doing snatches on the street: iPhones, iPads, clothing, so on and so forth. Um, one of them that they are still seeking has ten charges on one day because he's part of a pattern that's been going on and. 10. I'm looking at the dates that their arrest started, which is probably close to when they got here. They've only been here a couple of months. So what the detectives are telling me is they have crews here that operate in New York to all they stealing, then go to Florida to spend the money and then come back. And I'm like, well, why don't they just stay and steal in Florida? And they said, because there you go to jail.
0: Oh. <laughs> got it. They break, break into the country, steal in New York, go down to Florida, spend your money. Listen to this part. Wow. Great report. Keep us back on this. This Silence. They're like, uh, okay. Silence. It speaks volumes. (laughs) right? Come in. Come here. Rob in New York. Go to Florida. Spend your money. Well, why don't they stay in Florida? Oh, because in Florida, they would arrest them. So they go back up to New York. Right? Criminals are criminals, but they're not dumb. They're criminals. They know how to do it. You steal it in New York. No one's going to bother you in New York. You walk out of those uh, trials of whatever it is, you pretrial arena, and they'll just let you walk. Keep stealing. Like the guy has 10, uh, 10 charges in one day. Go to Florida, spend the money in Florida, and then come back up and steal again. It's a job. They've got themselves a job. Yeah. I'm not saying the people here in Seattle are doing that, but we have no way of knowing, do we? Because we don't vet anybody. But the system like, is in place. Nobody pays attention to it.
1: Yeah, it's like having a job, making the money, going on vacation, and coming back and going back to work.
0: Exactly. i, I, I got to go back and rob more people. Try, there's an awful video of this woman. This guy on a moped goes by, grabs the woman. She's flying through the air as he's oh. holding on to her purse or something. This she's in her seventies, sixties. She's flying through the air and slams down onto the sidewalk, and they just rip right away in the moped. And luckily, people came over to assist her. Uh, uh-huh. Wow. Hmm-ha. What would talk radio be without Gen Z and TikTok, Sherry? Huh? I what
1: have what no idea. Oh. Well. Which one do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the birth? This is something I thought was a given. I, I'm surprised there's
0: a oh, hold on. A debate over this. That's good news to me. Yes, yeah, Harry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so an influencer on TikTok started this debate, mm-hmm. which got, you know, 18 oh. gazillion billion people to weigh in on right, it. And right, if you right. it's it's about if you invite people to a restaurant for your birthday, who should pay? Now, she says, if you're doing the inviting, you're picking the restaurant, you shouldn't obligate your guests to pay for that dinner. You should pay for it. Well, that's what started this brouhaha. And people said, no, that's not fair. If they invite you to a restaurant, everybody okay. should foot the bill or something. I think she'll explain. Wait, it. Here she is. It's my opinion
3: is. that if uh, you I, I, invite I, uh, people to a restaurant of your restaurant. choosing for your birthday, you should uh, pay for everybody. I know that's going to be deeply unpopular, but... Oh, God, this voice.
1: I know. Deeply unpopular. Let's just spread out every word if that we can.
0: And then the bottom of the the last word, that's called vocal
3: fry. I just think that you can't pick a restaurant and ask people to come and celebrate you and pay for themselves, and in some friend groups, it's even expected that you split the cost of the birthday person too. If I invite a group of people somewhere to celebrate me, that's my treat because I organize it and I'm asking them to come. Pick an expensive restaurant and expect everybody to pay, and in this person's case, then get pissy when they say, I'm sorry, I can't afford that, is really bad manners.
0: Let's start out with the fact that it's your birthday and you're planning your own party. (laughs) that's a pretty good sign. Right, there's a right. problem to begin with. Okay, and so the, then the her, people that you invite
1: yeah. are going to be mad at you because they don't like you that much anyway because they didn't throw the birthday party for you.
0: Yeah, so like you, hey, I'm having a party for myself, Peter Brady, and I mm-hmm. party for myself, and then do you then whack them with the bill?
4: I, mean, I, I think it's unfair when someone chooses a really expensive restaurant for a birthday dinner, and it's causing this disagreement with a friend right now. But for his birthday, he chose a restaurant, and the cheapest entree is $41. And so I didn't
2: go and now he's not at me the reason
4: i decided not to go is because the plan was dinner and then going out and the place he chose to go out already had a 35 dollar ticket and i am a little bit broke as it is so i was like okay i'll skip the dinner and then just go out i thought that was a good compromise because i would still be seeing him on his birthday and the dinner just wasn't appealing to me like the item i would actually get on the menu was 47 dollars because the 41 dollar item was a burger.
0: okay okay Whoa! shrinking
4: my brain. he goes on
1: to describe what he thinks the burger would be like
0: do you okay. really want to do no, that to yourself? No, I'm
1: just saying. That's no, no, no the it's detail. okay.
4: Let's see how long you can take it. Okay. Burger, just like the burger and the patty, and it was like add fries for eleven dollars. And you know, at a fine dining restaurant, a burger is just going to be like three bites. And I also don't eat red meat. But when I met them out after the dinner, it was clear that the vibe was a little bit off. And a mutual friend was like, "Yeah, he was talking shit, like kind of mad that you didn't go." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't really know what to say. I'm not really looking to spend the equivalent of a week of grocery money on a single night out." Like.
0: It 's your friend's birthday mm-hmm. he 's a good man. go to the party <laughs> no okay if you're having been poor and going out to dinner with a, with twelve of us, we were all actors, and the bill came around, and it was like well I had the I had the you know the salad so they throw in like eight bucks or something. You know how many times the bill had to go around on the little tray while we all kicked in our money six uh, times. It was uh, yeah. embarrassing for the person whose party it was. They're sitting there. Terry's like, uh, we don't have enough yet. And go around again. Go By like the fourth time around, people yeah. are like, hey, hey, you know what? Y- yeah, but you, I know you only had the salad, but you had three glasses of wine, so kick in. And people are like, then they're still calling each other out. There's some cheapskate in the corner just throwing in $7. And every time the, the, little, the little tray would go by them, they wouldn't add anything else. That's expensive. People figure it out, throw the money in, throw the tip in. You know, that's why restaurants will add an additional charge, 20%, because they know a bunch of people, bunch of people at a party, 10 people or 20 people at the table. They're going to rip the waiter off because it's all they can do to possibly kick in enough money for the dinner. But again, the bigger question you should have that should answer is like, why are you throwing your own birthday party?
1: I think some people feel like if they don't do that, everybody is so busy, they'll never get around to it. So let me, let me just have everybody get together. And I'm sure there is some tepid response when they say, um, no, we'll pay for yours. No, 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 no. It's okay. No, it's all right. No, you, do that's it anyway. all right. No, you do it no. anyway. You do it anyway. And then you, then everybody feels obligated. And it's just, it's awkward. And if you know you've got friends that are in a certain situation with money, it's yeah. just rude. Why? Why would you put somebody in that position? If this guy's saying it was buy groceries or buy that hamburger and go to the <laughs> club, the poor guy. I mean, I, you know, he's he's a little odd, but I think that the the fact that he's down to that that if he's a good enough friend, he would know that and say, "Hey, I want you to come. I'll pick up your 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 part. No problem. Yeah. Whatever.
0: Right. Exactly. Plus." Be careful. Having been invited to dinners with extremely rich people, I always say to Nick, I'm like, really? We really want to go to this thing? Oh, my God. Like $300 or something. They're ordering bottles and bottles of wine, which I'm not drinking because I get a headache. So I know I'm kicking in for the wine, but if you're hanging with the rich, you're going to eat with the rich. You're going to have to pay the bill, and that's just part of the deal. By the way, if the person you're eating with at the party all of a sudden pulls out their wallet. Ow,
4: yeah, I've got my stuff. Phone keys
0: wallet. We're good to go. Oh, Someone calls me. Oh, what what stuff it in what your people skinny jeans, so millennial. Yeah. Nobody if you're how old? If you're over thirty, you shouldn't carry a wallet. Well, it is. It,
1: this is mostly Gen uh Gen Z, so it's it's younger people, but Eh, somewhere around 18 to 35, but mostly the younger folks are saying, a wallet is so uncool, you're so old, it's so passe, don't do it.
0: Ancient millennial <laughs> doesn't understand Millennials, the apparently
1: there's a new way
3: that we can age ourselves, and it's by having oh a wallet. Apparently what? Gen Z uses their phone as their wallet, so they have all their pay in their wallet, they have their ID in their wallet. How driver's do you have license.
1: your ID in your wallet? Is this a thing? Did I miss the memo?
0: Yeah, yeah, can't can't. You gotta have your driver's license.
1: Well, I think you can. There's something you can do to get everything in your wallet. I mean, on your phone. But to me, it's like that's like if you lost your wallet, if you lost your phone, or something happened to your phone, or it wasn't charged up, you're stuck. Everything's there.
0: I like having a wallet. Me too. I'm <laughs> excited about wallets.
1: I know I, 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 I like I like wallets. I, I get you know kind of cool ones. So you, I
0: oh do you? <laughs> Why don't you what talk gone, about it on dude? TikTok, Sherry? Why don't you talk about your wallet on All right, TikTok? So
1: it's really important for me to sort of accessorize in ways that are faster, cool. Talk faster. Okay, so what I'm saying is, like, okay, you can have a really big old purse and everything, but then when you pull out your wallet and it's kind of super cool, and then it goes, wow, that is a really cool wallet. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I wanted to spend the money on a small accessory because I could really get, do something funky, and I don't have to do it, uh, like, as a big purse, so I carry it around. It's just, like, one little thing, and it makes you interesting.
4: That's good news to me. <laughs>
0: When you're a kid and you watch your dad get ready to go to work or something, and my father had the wallet on top of the thing. I used to love he had an alligator skin wallet. I thought it was so cool. Couldn't wait to get an alligator skin wallet. Saved up my money, bought the wallet, had no money to put in it because I spent it all on the wallet.
1: Did your I dad call wallet. it a wallet or a billfold?
0: <laughs> a wallet.
1: <laughs> oh, not my hey, dad called where it a billfold. Is my wa-
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I've always
0: amazed those guys that have the the money really well organized, and then they got a money clip. You ever seen that one? Oh, pull sure. Up, they pull the money, and then they, they lick the side of their thumb. <laughs> yeah, counting out the 20, 30, 40. Yeah. It's all organized. You know, they got the big bills on the outside. Oh, and they...
1: Trevor does that. Of course. If I want to get money from me, I know if I'm looking for a smaller bill, I just go to the bottom of the pile. Because he always puts it in order. And they're all
0: organized. All the faces are going the same way. Of course. You know, George's head, and there's Abraham's. Yep, they're That's all true. lined up. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. I was reaching in my pocket and some old bent up. Hey, here's
1: a 10. Oh, I busted know. Busted
0: up. Yep, yeah. Or
1: one that I found in the washing machine that was in my back pocket.
0: Oh, don't you feel richer when all of a sudden, a like, hey,
1: look at I- that. <laughs> found
0: money. <laughs> I'm up 20. Here we go with the John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show, and Teenie right over there. Oh. She's ice. you wearing glasses now, Teenie? Right. This isn't the glasses, Sherry. She's trying to make me yeah. smarter. You can write to us at mindorthwest.com. You can uh, Texas? The the uh, Muckleshoe Casino Resort, text line one Uh, well, the Swedes have decided that, um, they're going to do like a special lunch hour, which is basically coffee. They don't take, they don't eat a lot at lunch. Uh, there was a time in 2012, 13, 14, they, at lunchtime, they were heading out to a disco. Imagine that. All the people that you'd work with would go to a lunchtime disco and dance. (sighs) That'll be weird, but, um, that was tradition. I mean, it's still going on or not, but now they decided, no, what they're going to do is they're going to, um, take Long coffee breaks to sort of, you know,
2: spend more time with their fellow. Dear President Macron, I am so looking forward to welcoming you to Sweden. But first, let me introduce you to some Swedish things and behaviors. In Sweden, we have a saying that goes, There is. Everybody get that? All right. No such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. You will hear this if you start complaining about the snow. Mm-hmm. We also have this very important thing called fika. If you try to fika. skip this opportunity to sit down, have some coffee and a kanelbulle, there will be serious consequences. And lastly, mm-hmm. we love to stand in line. If you try to jump the queue, tränge day, we will be very angry but still stay silent. We mm-hmm. might write you an Ari La. An angry note, Swedes do not like to make a scene in public. Now, you are more than prepared for your stay. Mr. President, welcome to Sweden. Hmm. So
1: Fika is a pretty, I think, big tradition in Sweden. Some places it's mandatory in terms of the workplace. IKEA is one of them. And Hmm. it's a coffee break that involves... One person organizing it, uh, with pastries and things like that. Sometimes they have them twice a day. And mm-hmm. this is a chance for people to, I guess, bond with each other, talk to uh-huh. each other outside of projects or, you know, just kind of a general getting together. It seems uh-huh. like this would take up a lot of time. I mean, well, they work twice a six
0: hour a- week. They work a six hour day, Sherry. So, so down to six hours.
1: So if it's, it's one, if somebody's hour, doing one hour, one hour at lunch. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is doing this two times a day, if a company is doing this two times a day and they still get lunch, they're working like mm-hmm. 11 minutes. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like a lot of because you should see these pictures. There's like donuts or pastries and all this stuff. And I would imagine if you did it every day, people would get so sick of each other. That they would mm. they wouldn't want to do it. They just want to stay in their office and I mean but you see how people come out for birthday cake or pizza.
0: Oh. Oh. oh yes. I was at Cairo the other day and there was actually somebody using that little rollabout thing with the red cushion on top. I think it was somebody in sales had gotten <laughs> that thing and rolled it over to somebody's desk. It's underneath that we did we talked about this, Joe, what Jacob was doing. It's this box that's got kind of, a you're supposed to open concept, just get on the little roller box and roll that over. It's got a filing cabinet. Oh, yeah yeah, on the- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know
4: what you're talking
0: about. I got one of those. I got two of those. No, I know you do. Huh? We roll, I'm going to roll my little box over to you and then sit there at the corner of your desk. <laughs> Fika? Now I'm going to roll my little box back over and slide it under my desk.
1: Coffee? Who designed
0: those things? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've never rolled
0: Dude. mine. No. no, no I covered in dust and dirt and stuff. And then the other day, my phone rang. I don't know how to work that, so I just picked it up and hung it back up again. How it works out best? <laughs> <laughs> Stop ringing. All,
1: always the professional.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or you do the thing. Uh, hi, because I don't know how to transfer anybody. Hi, yeah, just a second. I'll transfer you now. If you get, if we get disconnected for some strange reason, call back <laughs> on another line, <laughs> and you bang, somebody else's problem. I got a box to roll.